0: It is a challenge in our society these days to feel safe either from physical harm or from harm emotionally by the words of others. Being verbally assaulted can leave very deep scars in the heart and mind and make it quite hard to be at peace. Many people are living with great apprehension. Their mind is in a whirlwind of attack. Uncertainty of finances and uncertainty of relationships and uncertainty about our government has brought anxiety to a fever pitch. How can we walk in peace in such circumstances? Is there a means by which we can still our hearts from racing? Is there a way to be confident in our choices? What can we do to be protected in our hearts and minds? Where can we find peace? In today's episode, I will be sharing different keys by which we can walk in power that will quiet our hearts and bring us peace. Give a listen. Have you ever been drinking something and unfortunately it goes down the wrong tube? In the moment of panic, as you are choking, and your body is spasming as it endeavors to expel the liquid entering into your lungs, you are in a state of shock. If you unfortunately are in a restaurant, you don't want to spew out anything on the table or those around you. Neither do you want to be seen choking in such a public place, coughing and hacking, endeavoring to breathe. It's a little embarrassing. This may seem amazing for some, but I have learned in those moments to become very still, and become peaceful. I receive the peace of God in my heart, knowing that He is greater than anything in the physical. And in that moment, my body relaxes, and with perhaps one cough or a burp, the moment is over. I am no longer choking. My body is at rest, and my mind and heart are at peace. In the King James Bible, the word peace appears 400 times. Almost two dozen times it says something to the effect of, peace be unto you. Five times it says, peace be multiplied to you. In the New Testament, God calls himself the God of peace six times. After the word Father, it is one of the most used descriptions by which he identifies himself. Peace is one of the pillars of the kingdom of God, the other two being righteousness and joy. Peace is a fruit of the Spirit. Peace is a gift from God and from His Son, Jesus. In the challenge of living in a fallen world, we need to learn to walk in peace that guards. Feeling an attack of fear, I call upon my guard, peace that passes understanding. Hearing lies hurled at me, I call upon my guard, peace that passes understanding. Seeing shame slither towards me, I call upon my guard, peace that passes understanding. As a garrison, peace surrounds my heart, an impenetrable wall, a spiritual guard. Within, I rest in silence, no voices haunt me. Within, I stand up strong, nothing pushes me around. Within, there is no strife, his peace fights for me. Beyond what my mind can comprehend, beyond any logic of understanding, beyond the vocabulary of language, his peace guards my heart and mind. In the presence of any enemy, I call upon my guard peace that passes understanding. In other podcasts, I have often referred to my favorite verse in the Gospels, which is John fourteen twenty-seven: Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. In this verse, not once but twice, Jesus indicates to us that his peace is available to us as a gift. He's giving it to us. And he tells us that he's giving not like the world gives. The world gives and there's always strings attached. There's always bad conditions to what the world offers. But now, the peace of Christ is readily available to us. At the end of the verse, he tells us, "...to not let our heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid." In the English, this simply sounds like, "...let it be, allow it to happen." But in the Greek, it's written in the imperative, which is the way they stated, "...a command." Jesus commands us to control our heart and not let ourselves be troubled or be afraid or timid. I've seen many times a parent talking to a child who is having a bad moment and the parent tells them to straighten up and stop crying. They are commanding the child to control their emotions. There are days when our emotions can run wild with us. Our emotions can take us places we don't need to be. We are letting the circumstances of the moment push us around. As the parent commands the child to control their emotions, Jesus commands us to control our heart and what comes out of it, our emotions. But the difference with Jesus is that he gave us the means to control our emotions because at the beginning of the verse, he gave us his peace. Peace is the end of strife. Peace is stillness that we can step into. Peace is the presence of God's Spirit. Peace guards us. We find this truth in Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God and the peace of God which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. In verse 6, we are told to be careful or anxious for nothing. And again, this is written in the imperative. It is a command from God via the Apostle Paul. We are to be anxious for no thing. Why? Because we are to be involved in prayer with thanksgiving, letting our requests be made known unto God. We have a means to find solutions to those things that could make us anxious by talking to God about them. And we're to do it in everything with thanksgiving, which is the opposite of anxiety. When you are thankful to God for his faithfulness to his promises, it leaves little room to think he won't take care of you. When you remember what he's done from what you've read in the scriptures, it builds faith for you to believe that he will do it for you also. The result of living a thankful, prayerful life will be that the peace of God, which goes beyond the capacity of your mind, your understanding, will keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. The word keep means to have a garrison, a troop of of armed soldiers standing guard. As we are prayerful with thanksgiving, then the peace of God surrounds us and protects us. First we have the peace of Christ and now we are offered the peace of the Father. This peace is said to pass, surpass, exceed all understanding. There are times when logic and reason can fail us. The things that are assaulting us don't make sense. That's the trouble of dealing with the lies of this world. We are promised one thing and then they change things up and instead of getting something, we are stolen from. The peace that protects us is bigger than the capacity of a human mind to comprehend. That's how it can protect us. It is spiritual. It's not like a drug that can calm you down but has side effects. It's not like a beautiful mountaintop that can bring us a moment of peace But once you go back into the noisy city, what are you going to do? We can't run and hide from the challenges we face. We need to face them with thankful prayer so that we can receive God's peace. We are to bring every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. When my thoughts start to go astray, I take a moment to call upon the peace of God to overcome that stray thought. It's a different way to engage the enemy. I'm not fighting with my mind. I am allowing the peace of God to protect me. There are definitely times when we need to be combative, to be in the fight and to speak out loudly against the thoughts that would lead us into the fear and ways of the world. There are other times when, as Israel was instructed, we need to stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. It is he that fights our battles for us. We find this in Exodus chapter 14, verse 13. And Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show to you today. For the Egyptians whom ye have seen today, ye shall see them again no more for ever. The Lord shall fight for you, and ye shall hold your peace. This is the moment in time when the children of Israel are standing before the Red Sea on one side and the approaching army of Egypt on the other side. The proverbial between a rock and a hard place. Trouble is, one of the hard places is coming towards you quickly to kill you. But Moses speaks to them and tells them they are to stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. He's going to show you his power today. The advancing army that you see now, you'll never see again. Why? The Lord shall fight for you. And all you need to do is to be quiet, to hold your peace. Just stand there and watch as God intervenes for you. The Lord shall fight for you. That is what his peace does for us. Peace puts us in a place where our enemies cannot see us or touch us or harm us. God's peace is available to us every moment in every place because it is ours to call upon. We see this ability in Luke chapter 10, verses 3 through 6. Go your ways. Behold, I send you forth as lambs among wolves. Carry neither purse nor scrip nor shoes and salute no man by the way. And into whatever house ye enter, say first, Peace be to this house. When Jesus appointed the 70 to go out and preach, these verses were the beginning of his instruction to them. He taught them in verse 5 to call the peace of God upon the house that they would enter into and be staying in. We have been authorized by Jesus to speak peace wherever we go. Years ago, I had a roommate that had developed the habit of every time walking into our house, he would say, peace be unto this house. Over the years, many times people commented on how peaceful our house was. Upon entering our doorway, they could feel the presence of God's peace. From the example of my friend, I now endeavor to speak Grace, mercy, and peace be to wherever I enter. I sometimes even speak it when I walk into a store. We are messengers of our Lord Jesus and his Father God Almighty. We stand as ambassadors for Jesus. We are authorized to speak for him and declare the promises of God to all we meet. In the Old Testament, when the angels showed up, they did what they were commanded of God to speak. We see this in Judges chapter 6, verses 22 and 23. And when Gideon perceived that he was an angel of the Lord, Gideon said, Alas, O Lord God! for because I have seen an angel of the Lord face to face. And the Lord said unto him, Peace be unto you. Fear not, thou shalt not die. In the culture of the time, it was believed that if you saw an angel, you would die. So Gideon is freaking out in this moment when he perceives it is an angel speaking to him and not just some guy. But the angel responds, Peace be unto thee. And then one of the great other things that angels would always say, fear not. When peace is present, there is no need for fear. What are you speaking over your life? What are you calling into your life? We have the promises of God and his son that enable us to receive and impart peace. What will you talk about today? FEELING AN ATTACK OF FEAR, I CALL UPON MY GUARD, PEACE THAT PASSES UNDERSTANDING. HEARING LIES HURLED AT ME, I CALL UPON MY GUARD, PEACE THAT PASSES UNDERSTANDING. SEEING SHAME SLITHER TOWARDS ME, I CALL UPON MY GUARD, PEACE THAT PASSES UNDERSTANDING. AS A GARRISON, PEACE SURROUNDS MY HEART, AN impenetrable WALL, A SPIRITUAL GUARD. WITHIN, I REST IN SILENCE. No voices haunt me. Within I stand up strong. Nothing pushes me around. Within there is no strife. His peace fights for me. Beyond what my mind can comprehend, beyond any logic of understanding, beyond the vocabulary of language, his peace guards my heart and mind. In the presence of any enemy, I call upon my guard, peace that passes understanding you have the authority to call the peace of God upon your life, upon your heart and mind. In those moments of stress, in those moments of anxiety, in those moments of whatever sort of attack, we must respond with the power of God. We must respond with his peace that guards.